The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. As usual, man, you look good. You know, I'm, I've, I've never unimpressed with how well put together you are every day. Um, as everybody who watches this show, whether it's on Peacock TV or on YouTube or social media, as the case may be, and you can't really appreciate how well put together Michael Holly is if you're listening on Sirius XM Channel 211. But I got to say, you know, this, between this the two of us, and this, this, is this isn't really saying much, but between the two of us, you've always had the better fashion sense. Matter of fact, I don't know if you remember this, and, and people need to understand how much of a mentor and big brother Michael Holly has been to me. You know, my, my first expensive suit was bought <laughs> at your suggestion. The first time I ever walked into a Neiman Marcus was, was with you. You remember this? And I bought a, a pinstripe. Needless markup. Euro cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a pinstripe, like Euro cut. Uh, Paul Smith suit. This was back when we was buying oh, off the rack. Paul okay, Smith. we still buying off the rack back then. Oh wow! Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, bro. we still oh, we, had, we had upgraded. Uh, we had got into the custom game just yet. All right. Wow. But I remember, like That's literally, right. you know, you picked that out. Like you, like, for me. Like you've always had a a great eye for fashion. How you coordinate things. How you put things together. I, on the other hand, you know, I, I don't like dressing up. I never did. Like I was always one of those TV dudes that dressed up from the waist up, you know, as, as little as possible. And other than that, you see me on a weekend, you see me off, off the clock, you catching me in some flip-flops and socks and sweatpants most of the time. And T-shirts are sure. my thing. And having said all that, I have I spent thousands of dollars in T-shirts over the years. And I have a T-shirt for every occasion. But today, Michael Holly, as well put together as you are, you know, I love the blazer, love the, uh, love the pocket square, love the handkerchief. I think I should loan you this T-shirt because this yeah. has pretty much been the theme of your week. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. we spent so much time talking setup. about first of all, first of all, the Bucks. Like I didn't buy. It. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I didn't buy it from the start. You know, I'm I was like, backing okay, you into the paint. You know, I, I, I was backing you into I'm the paint. You know, I was backing you down. I didn't buy this. It was the, the turnaround like, jumper was coming hey, eventually. Hey. Oh, Mike, Mike, thank you. Michael, thank you. That's so sweet. No, no. I knew you were going somewhere. And I meant and it. I knew I, I was meant what I said. I at really my expense. At my I meant expense. what I said. I meant what I said. Talk about expensive. No, I meant what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant what I said. I meant it, but it was, yes, there was an agenda attached. But absolutely, I meant what I said. You're a well-dressed dude, you yeah. know? Um, well, thank you, Having said thank that, you. I wore this T-shirt today for you and for your squads. Because both of your squads, not both of your squads, both of them, both of them are struggling right now. We spent so much time talking about the Bucks and the Nets yesterday. We ain't talking about enough about the 18-point lead that your Sixers blew Unbelievable. in game four, only to turn around and Ooh. one up themselves, oh. tell themselves to hold their own beer and blow a 26-point lead. 
like I've never seen before. It's sick. It's sick. And then, so if you if you if you go just the last few nights with a 17, 18, and 26 point blown lead between your Bucks and Sixers, and now what your Bucks are going to do tonight, which we'll get to in a second, they're going they're going to choke tonight. They're going to lose on their home floor tonight. We'll get to that we'll later. Get to that. But we'll what you got to say we'll about your we'll Sixers, bro? What's wrong? What's well, up with your uh, Sixers, bro? That's the. T- I mean, you've been putting on for them all year. What's? All right. Listen, you know this is hard for me to do because uh, I'm just going to point out again. Yeah, Barack Obama may have been the first black president in U.S. history. There was a second that is not. He didn't get a number. Barack was 44. Then we had, you know. 45 44 and a half. I got 46 44 and a half but somewhere in there. Yeah, is 44 and a half also from Chicago. Yeah. Glenn Doc Rivers America's yes. Second black yes. president. I love me some Doc Rivers, but I got to tell you don't we all yo man. <laughs> yo, your team is broken. Your team is sick. Doc, your team is sick. Your, your team is ailing. And I wonder, it, 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 well, not, I'm not wondering, it is fair to attach some of this to him. It is. It absolutely is. I know he's not out there playing the game. He's not the, he's not the guy who had the stat of two players, Michael. Two players scored a field goal in the second half for the Philadelphia 76 and one of them that wasn't Ben Simmons, unreal. who I'll go in on in a second. Right. I'll go in on that in a second. One of them was not Ben Simmons, but go ahead, continue. How do you have 24 minutes of basketball? Look at this. And Look, oh you got God. two guys. I'm sorry, I gotta avert my eyes. I can't watch this graphic on the screen. This is ugly. Go ahead. Two guys. And you know, a lot of this, a lot of this is, uh, a lot of this is like uh, out of context. But I'll say the last two years, I'm saying I'm gonna focus on the out last of context. two years on that chart. Yeah, out of context. Of Wait, well, of before you focus, before you focus, then okay. There's always circumstances and com- context context attached. No right. question about it. And maybe that is somewhat right. of oversimplification. But there's a common right. denominator there. And just for those who didn't see it or didn't get a last chance to years, process no it, because a, a guy, a guy put this on Twitter last night. And this is going around. I don't even. I mean, this is a, this is unbelievable. Okay, oh nine Celtics up three two on Orlando, lose the series. Two thousand ten. Up 3-2 on the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Lose the series. Again, I know what you're thinking. There's context involved there, okay? Never there has Kendrick is, per- is, Perkins is. been more valuable in his entire life than, to, than the 2010 right. NBA Finals. 2010. 2012, Celtics up 3-2 on the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Lose the series. 2013, Clippers up 3-2 on the Grizzlies. Lose the series with Game 7 at home. 2014, Clippers blow a 15-point lead in Game 5 versus OKC. Lose the series in 6. 2015, Clippers blow a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. 2016, Clippers up 2-0 on the Blazers. Lose the series 4-2 with four straight losses. 2017, lose game 7 at home to the Jazz. And of course, 2020, blow a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. And this is just since the Celtics. This isn't counting Orlando. And then last night, in this series, they've blown an 18-point lead in game 4 and a 26-point lead in game 5. See, that's the stuff. I mean, Michael, let's, you're the right. If you go years. with each series and each set of circumstances, Michael, you're right. You could explain it. But how does all this keep happening to one guy? How does all this keep happening on one okay. guy's watch? Okay, if if I play that game, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to come back to Doc Rivers in a second because I think he needs mm-hmm. to be held responsible for he's got he's a big part of 2020 with the Clippers 2021 with the Sixers. 
18 point 26 point leads uh, in back to back games and your team uh, with with two with a combined 44 point lead Look at quick math combined 44 point leads uh, and you lose and you go 0 and 2. That's inexcusable. But if we're going to do this with Doc Rivers, I'm saying if we're mm-hmm. going to do this with Doc Rivers, then I need some NBA reporters to be a little more critical when Mike D'Antoni comes up for a job and his which is going to be his sixth head coaching position. I need to be critical. I'm saying I'm coming back to Doc Rivers, mm-mm. but I'm saying but if we're going to do this. Let's do it consistently. Let's do it consistently. Let's not I just pick on Doc Rivers. We do do it consistently. Let's do no, it with no, our no, coach. No, we don't just pick on Doc Rivers. No, we Hold don't. On. No, we no, don't. no. That's not. That's so not fair. No, we that's don't. so not fair. And that for is you to true. bring in Mike Dantoni and everybody else, we're talking about Doc Rivers. And the way you started you. is why we don't do this with Doc Rivers because so many of us love Doc Rivers. No, we I'm love going him. Back to Doc, if anything, we don't Doc do Rivers doesn't coach, get it enough. Know. Yes, we no, do. We don't. we don't do that with any that's other why they, That's okay. why they get fired what, what, after one year. The yeah. hell we don't. Every No, 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 no that's not true. No, we don't. That is fundamentally that's not true. true. It's true. Doc Rivers, by comparison, Doc Rivers skates because the media love Doc Rivers, as we should. And he's a good coach. But you ain't got to bring Mike D'Antoni into this. Don't say, oh, well, if we're going to do this with Doc. No, we're doing this with Doc. No, let's We're do doing it. this just with Doc. I, this ain't got nothing I to do with Mike Doc. D'Antoni. We're doing this with no. Doc. Yes, it does. That's it. It does have something to do with D'Antoni. As I'll, I'll do it with Doc, but I'm saying going forward, and I'll call you and anybody else out on it when I see it happening, because I see it happening all the time. I see it happening all the time. Michael, coaches a straw man who argument. get a pass. You're making a straw man argument. It, not a straw, no, no, it's not. you're making a straw no, man not. argument. Yes, you because are. The yes, fact you that are. we can do this, the fact that, hey, listen, that chart that we just showed, which is a, which is a valid chart in some ways, that chart does not exist for 80% of the coaches in the league. What's what's Eric? What's Eric Spolster's chart? You don't know. What's Mike D'Antoni's I'll t- chart? You I'll don't tell know. you. Why. Here's, a, here's a couple of reasons. Here's a couple of reasons why Mike it doesn't Boone exist for 80% co- of the coaches in the league. Here's a, here's a couple of reasons. Oh, as if his, as if he ain't about to get fired. But okay, here's a couple of reasons why that chart does not exist for a lot of coaches in the league. For one, Doc Rivers, rightfully so, has got a lot of longevity. In the league, there is no question what he did for Boston, which you were front and center for, of course. How he helped turn right. the Clippers organization into a credible organization, okay. And the, the Sixers have the number one seat. He's he's gotten enough jobs and lasted a long time to have a resume like that. If you could find another resume like that, with again, I know there are particular circumstances, and I know it's unfair just to say three two three two they lost, but them be the facts. And that's the final score. And what? And that's how history and, and, remembers and it. So you can tell me about Kendrick Perkins injury, or you can tell me about Chris What's Paul's it? injury. No, you can tell me all of those things. But what series is it? But if you're going to be fair, I mean, like, but, but let's do it both ways. If you want, if you if you can show me another coach's resume that looks like that, then fine. But let's do it both ways. If you get the same pass you give Doc Rivers, give it to other people too. Because whether it's Mike D'Antoni or anybody who? else, I'm sure if you sat back and looked at their been to the finals. they could have. Mike, they could have. I, I'm they could have I guarantee I'm you. You brought up Mike D'Antoni. I I'm not comparing Mike D'Antoni to Doc Rivers. I'm, one of them got rid of the other one does you. not. I'm coming back to Doc Rivers. But you got I'm off track, back to Doc and Rivers, I'm not letting you do that. It's about Doc. I know, bro. I know. I'm going to get us back on. I am. I'm going to get us back on track. This is where race does factor into it. Flat out. I'm not dancing around it. 
I'm going to put it front and center. Race does factor in. No, because don't say I'm not dancing why? around and give yourself credit that you don't need right now. No, I'm, I'm not dancing around. No, so everybody because else I was. Is. It's ain't nothing to do with no, race. No, no. You, you misread that. You misread that. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you misread. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You misread. I'm you you I'm thought sorry. I was attacking you. I was not attacking you. I was. I was criticizing myself. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. But I, I, but I didn't let you finish. I'm sorry to let you finish. I didn't let you finish. I was. I okay. was dancing around it. I didn't want to say it, but I do want to say it because that's what. That, that's a part of the story. Doc Rivers has his own issues. I'm going to come back to Doc Rivers in a second. In general, you just happen to come to a guy who's had this on his heart for a while uh, in, in, in multiple sports. So it's just coming out now in this conversation. Sorry. We'll get back to Doc. I promise. But if, if Doc Rivers, if, if Doc Rivers loses this job in Philadelphia, uh, he probably, there's not going to be a lot of momentum for him to get another job. He's not going to get to a sixth opportunity, which Mike D'Antonio probably has in the bag already in Portland. And that dude ain't never been to the finals. So yes, he doesn't have a chart like that. Maybe not blown three, two lead blown three, two lead, but D'Antoni has coached James Harden. He's coached coach Kobe Bryant. He's had many opportunities. He's coached a two time MVP and Steve Nash. He's never been to the finals. He's under 500 in 110 playoff games. And we don't talk about him as if he's some grand choker. He's the offensive genius. He's the guy who can get people's numbers up. So, yeah, it, it is literally about not true. Now. No, 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 not now. Hold on. Hold on. Really? This is this is my issue really? with everything you just said. Tell me where I'm wrong. I, 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 I think listen, I will on, apologize on this to show, you if you can tell me what show, I just on this show. Tell me something I said. Maybe false, I've I'll spoken apologize. too highly. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Maybe on this show. It's a lot of things. So let me go through one by one. Maybe on this show. Maybe I haven't as been as harsh on Mike D'Antoni as you would like. Okay, but by and large, the dude has been called Mike Antoni for years. Let's not pretend like people are making him out to be something that he's not. Now that's separate and apart, Michael, from whether or not he deserves what that, that's what I was about to get to. That's his reputation, which I think is more fair than you're realizing. Okay, I don't, I don't think people, people are trying to make him out to be some savant. Well, they do make him out to be a savant and a genius, which he is, but nobody yeah. overrates or overstates his record. Okay, but that's separate and apart, Michael, from the larger conversation. All right about whether or not he deserves yet another opportunity when there are so many black men and black women and and white women who are deserving of their first opportunity or just some other white coaches who've never gotten a shot to just retread Mike D'Antoni. Those are separate conversations about how people feel about D'Antoni and the overall industry when it, across all sports in North America when it comes to employing people of color and black people in particular at the highest levels of authority. Those are two separate conversations. Okay, that's number one because look at Nate McMillan. Why the hell Nate McMillan still has interim attached to his name? I have no idea. Okay, right. And Nate McMillan, right. when he got let go in Indiana, wasn't nobody falling over them to hire him this offseason, which is why he ended up being Lloyd Pierce's assistant in Atlanta. So, bruh, you are preaching to the, the congregation and the choir when it comes Good. to the double standards around black and white coaches. No question about it. But Talk right here, right now, this is about Doc like Rivers. It. And we could have everything, okay. ain't got, right. everything is all it's always about race. But we don't always have to talk about race. When we're talking about cold, hard facts. Okay, right. I'm always down to Listen, talk about race. I case, think you know that. Okay, but in this case, right. 
race and got nothing to do with Doc Rivers resume. You're talking about opportunities. I'm talking about a resume that has a pattern to it. And I don't know if it's all Doc Rivers fault. Maybe it's just bad timing. I have no idea because he, he does have a championship and he did sell them on Ubuntu. Okay, and he, and he is a Hall of Fame coach. He's a great coach right. and a great man and we love him. But we could talk about blowing leads, whether it's in games or series, without conflating whether Mike D'Antoni deserves another job. What the hell does that have to do with it? It's not, not, it's not conflating. It's not conflating it. I, it I told is. You, I'll come back to Doc Rivers. Wait, what, what, no, Mike no, D'Antoni minding his business. I told you. What did he have to do with a 26-point hey, blown lead? My, no, no, he doesn't. I said, I'll come back and talk about Doc. I said about like eight times. I'll come back and talk about Doc. But you should never gone in the first place. In this na- it's in the neighborhood. It's, it's in the same neighborhood. It's in the same neighborhood, whether you want to acknowledge down it or not. But anyway, way down the street. Okay. When it comes to last hey, hey, night, listen, it's way down the street. It's on the east side. It's on the east side. We all on the east Which side. Inst- okay. But, but again, so, but I know why you did it because instinctively, and you're right, Michael. It is hard for us, us, to go at Doc Rivers. Let's call it like it is. Let's t- let's tell it like it is. It's hard. It don't feel good because we not because. Shout out to Kwame Brown. We're the type of dudes that like to sit up here and bash other brothers, especially our 44th and a half black president. So listen, man, we on the same right. page, but you got to call a spade a spade. Listen, and this right. keeps happening to Doc. Meanwhile, meanwhile, his Clippers that he just left on the verge of being the first team to overcome consecutive 0-2 deficits in the playoffs. Well, look, I'm rooting for the Clippers. I'm rooting for the Clippers. I hope that I, not only do I hope they um, well, I don't know if I hope they get to the NBA finals. I like the Suns too. So this is gonna be tough, but I, I love to see them win this series. Uh, we'll talk about the Clippers in a second because I feel like they're doing something pretty special uh, in, in these playoffs, especially last night. I got some thoughts on that, but Doc Rivers the last two years. I think the last two years are certainly fair. There's just no excuse for what happened to the Clippers last year, and I think Steve Ballmer got to that point and looked at it, and the players clearly got to that point, too, saying something was off. Something was off in the mix. They were up 3-1. They should have won that series against Denver. They didn't. Doc Rivers lost his job. Gets to Philadelphia, and I think he did a great job in the regular season with them. But come on. Yes. You're the better team. You're a better team than Atlanta, and yet you're trailing three games to two. Yeah, yeah, they are, are they? a better team. Why are they a better team than Atlanta? Based they're a better on what? team based on and, all, and, and, you know, all NBA defense. They were they based on all based stars? on what they based okay. on what they were based on what they were able to well one based on their matchups and based on what they were able to do in most of these games. They have really ragdolled Atlanta. Game one they lose. Atlanta pretty much tried to give the game away. They didn't. They they win that game one in Philadelphia. Philadelphia comes back, wins the next two games, pretty easily. Uh, at game four, blow a big lead against this team that you're better than. You blow the lead because you lose your composure. Game five, you're up by 26 points at the crib. You're, a point, you're up by 18 points going into the fourth quarter, and you lose. Clearly, they're the better team. They're the more talented they're, team. No, they're not. I Philadelphia. Oh, stop. They are. Oh, God. They are. I'm, I'm hoping they you are. wouldn't say they're the more talented okay. team. Hey, Mike. Okay, you know, Mike, and that they are. Said will get you a what? cup of coffee. What? Two why things is, you're doing. Why you're not he, giving credit to Atlanta, I didn't say, which clearly no? realizes that the Hold game on, is 48 man. minutes. No, but you keep saying for most of the Great. game. Who cares about most of the game? Great. Most of the game. Yeah, Mike, that's, that's awesome. There's no win column for like wins, losses in most of the game. Mike, 
right, who, who's who's better? I, I'm I'm just gonna just give you an example. I don't want. We'll talk about this series in a second. Who's the better team? Honestly, no. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. You be honest with me. Who's the better team between Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn? Who's the better? Do I even team? have to answer that? Do I have to okay, answer right. that? And but it's not just because they're up three games to two. It's about what they've been able to do for the bulk of the series. You can see it. Yes, Milwaukee's won two games. What they've been able to do in the matchups they've been able to take advantage of in the bulk of the series, it's pretty clear. I, like every every series right now that's that's five games in, no matter who's up or down, I can tell you who the better team is. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn's a better team than Milwaukee. No, I'm just I can tell you who had the better record lose. in the regular season. I can tell you who had the better record in the regular season. I can tell you who has Philly's the better, better star player or superstar player. And they're blowing it. They're blowing it. But they're a better team that's the blowing team is up three, two, for a reason. They're, okay, Michael. Yeah, because one rarely, team is choking. Because your shirt. better team lose the series, whether Back it's a choke your or a comeback. Piece up a town down. Okay, Atlanta is for real and needs to be recognized as such. I'm not finished on Doc Rivers. We'll pick this up. Hold that thought. We'll pick this up on the other side because this is going to surprise you. Doc Rivers ain't who I'm coming for today. You got off on Doc I'm Rivers. I'm coming for him. I'm coming for him. I got no. The, I'm he coming the real him. culprit last night. And yes, don't he worry. Is. He'll get another year. No, he's not the real culprit. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This one hurts. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, we got a job to do in Atlanta. We gotta go do it. So um, we gotta stay focused and locked in and go get that win. Um, but we know what we gotta do. Listen, we scored 19 points and gave up 40. So it's on us. It's on all of us. It's on me. It's on the players, and we have to figure out uh, how to get back up, which we will, uh, and bring this game back here for Game Seven. We'll be back here for game seven. I, I believe that, you know, um, the mood was down. It was awful. What, what, what would you think it would be? It would have to be, right? And so this is part of sports. You know, you, you have some awful moments. Uh, and it, uh, there's no guaranteed path. 
to, to get into your goal. Um, we have made this hard on ourselves. We have to own up to that, all of us. Um, and then we have to get up and be ready for the next game. God okay, I'm gonna tell you why. The right thing. So, yeah, but I'm gonna tell you why it's on him. You said it's not on Doc. <clears throat> this is on him. I'd say at least sixty percent of it is on Doc Rivers. Now, you tell me. I know you disagree. Well, and I'll okay, just tell well, 60 you this. Sixty percent is different. But that's not. That's okay. Okay, I can. Uh, that's okay. Seven, okay, seven, seven, that's that's a, most of it. That's not. Six, yeah. Six, no, 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 yeah, no, so no, well, no, but not. I mean, that's I, not the vast majority. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the best. I wouldn't say a hundred about any. I wouldn't say a hundred about even mm-hmm. the worst coach. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't sure, say sure. or the worst situation. I wouldn't, you wouldn't say hundred about Mike. But I'm going to tell you right. why. Got it. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I ain't say he's a bad coach. <laughs> I'm saying he's got too many damn opportunities. He had a lot of opportunities. It's time to give it up. I, hey, I, hey I, move I, the ball, baby. I can't. You, you got to get an agent. Else. You got to get agent. Me, hey, the media love him. The media um, love him too. You know how it works. We put. I, I guarantee you, people put his name in places where it probably really doesn't belong. Come on, you know how it works. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the reason it's on Doc is the same. Is it is connected to the reason that I think Philadelphia is a better team than Atlanta. Philadelphia is a better team than Atlanta because for long stretches of the series, I know it's a forty-eight minute game, but for long stretches of the series, it has been clear where Philadelphia can make Atlanta uncomfortable and where the Sixers have a big time matchup that Atlanta has absolutely no answer for no answer. And that's Joel Embiid that the Embiid is more of an impediment to himself with his own injury than any than anybody on the Hawks is to him. Yeah. They can't stop Mm -hmm. him and who misses two free throws. He's when he has an opportunity to cut cut it to a one point game. He misses his first two free throws at the end of the game, but that's not the here nor there. Go ahead, continue. They can't stop him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a perfect man or a perfect player, but in general, they, they got nothing for him. But it's mentality. They were able to get up by 18 and 26, and they lose focus. And that, gotta go, that goes right back to the bench. That's Doc Rivers and his staff. They have got to develop the mentality of. Oh, we're wiping them out. Yeah, we're up by 20. We're up by 26. This thing's not over. We're not going to coast. We ain't going to laugh on the bench. We ain't going to joke about them. We ain't talking trash. We ain't waving. We ain't kissing. We ain't blowing kisses to the crowd. That is all from the bench. So it's on him. You cannot have back-to-back leads like that in playoff games and lose them and not look at the head coach. Something in your head is not right. So yeah, I'm gonna put most of it on him. Okay, so here's 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 the only thing you said that I agree with, that it's mental, and that it's about mentality. There's something in the head, in between the ears, ain't right. This better team thing you keep emphasizing, I think you're focusing on the fact that they got three max players, three All NBA players. I don't care about that. Or, or, I think they're better. Or, or three All Defensive all. players. I don't care about the max. Running up. I don't care about the names. Well, you know what? That I don't care be, about that. Okay, they being better. Much respect for Trey Young. being better can be of great comfort to you and the organization when they go on vacation. That could that that could keep telling yourself that keep telling yourself that they're better. Whatever the hell that doesn't count for anything. If you're not playing better, I don't don't need that. This is why I fundamentally disagree. It it, it accounted at the end of the series. It it, It accounted at the end of the series. This is why Doc. This is why Doc is not going to be a one and done. He is not going to be the fall guy because the Clippers job. He had been there for a while and that ran its course. Well, no, you said earlier when Doc. Oh, okay, maybe you would just say. No, I'm saying. I'm not talking about. 
I'm talking about no, no, not this season. I'm talking about like after after Philadelphia, okay. whatever, Eventually. like three years from now, four years from oh, now. Okay. After gotcha. it's over, yeah, it's hey, yeah. ain't well, he nobody coming for him again. either. But okay, well, he may not want to coach again. But okay, but that's neither here nor there. But point being is, to me, this ain't on Doc. Twenty-five percent maybe is Doc. Twenty to twenty-five percent is Doc. Wow. Seventy-five to eighty percent is Ben Simmons. And I don't care if they come back and win this series. I don't care if they win the NBA Finals. Ben Simmons got to go. Because now Brett Brown had his flaws. But Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey, by extension, were brought in here and Daryl Morey immediately went and got Danny Green, went and got Seth Curry, okay, got some shooting on this team to unlock this Simmons-Embiid pairing. This Simmons-Embiid pairing Long stop being about two guys who are equals and are battling for franchise supremacy and have to, this, whether this town is big enough for the both of them or specifically whether the lane is big enough for the both of them. Did you just say Ben earlier. Simmons got to go? Two dudes. Did you just say Ben Simmons got to go? Got to go. And, and here's going to be interesting crazy. is what they can get for him crazy. now. Anyway, go ahead. Because when they, sh- they, they should have traded him a long time ago. Okay. They kept him, had a great regular season. Okay, name me a point guard, a point guard who can't make free throws. Okay, it's one thing to not take. It's one thing to not take three pointers. It's one thing to not be able to make three pointers. But if you can't make free throws when your game is attacking the rim, exactly what use are you when they're hacking your point guard? He's not. I don't care how much ability Ben Simmons has. He's a liability. If two people are scoring field goals in the second half for the Philadelphia 76ers, one of them have damn sure better be the guy with the ball in his hands. And it better be Ben Simmons, and the other one better be Joel Embiid. Not Seth Curry, who was awesome, who's holding it down for the family, both families, Doc and the Currys, representing the Curry family well. Yep. Okay? Right. Ben Simmons is a liability. Exactly what use is he if the other team is slowing their momentum by hacking you and you won't shoot. He won't shoot. He's cooked. He's done. Hey, I don't care how tall he is. But you said, how gifted a passer he is. They are not. They well, what do you mean? Win you can't do that. No, no, no. Don't do he that. Don't, more, don't do that. Michael, he has missed. He has missed 45 free throws in, in these playoffs. More He's than most more free throws by yeah, himself more than the, Brooklyn Nets than the Hawks, Suns, yeah. and Nets. Got it. He missed 10 right. free throws last night, Michael. It's, it's bad. It's That's worse than bad. Right it's it's worse than bad. It's horrible. This is worse it's than bad. It's horrible. But you're saying it's a problem. You're saying get rid of him. He's gotta go. You're saying get rid of him. Not Yes! You're not talking yes. about You're not talking about working with, working on his shooting, bringing in a shot doctor, working on his improve, shooting, when, calling when him start? out. You're saying when we start? because when of we this start? guy. What do you mean where he's, he's holding him back? He's holding him back. He's holding him back. Why have a ma- bro a max player who can't who won't who can't and won't shoot? And when he has to get to the line, the the the, the, the crowd gotta play Jedi mind tricks with him to try to encourage him to make free throws. Shaq, what are you? Shaq this, was like this is a lie. This is a this is this is sunken cost. Hack, I'm sorry. Hack don't Shaq. think Ben Simmons has going. You ever hear of Hack and Shaq? He is. He is. But okay, but I don't think Shaq ever went a second half and been and, and didn't score. Or didn't shoot. They might have hacked him. 
But he still, and he still did it. He still got to the basket. He still scored. And I got your point guard. I'm comparing to Shaquille. I got I your point guard for you. Here's the reason. Who, Rondo? Here's the reason. Who, Rondo? I was going to say. Hey, no, Rondo. Rondo can at least Rondo. make free throws. He can at least make free throws. No, he couldn't. And he can make the occasional no, he jump. And he could take, and, and as his career went on, he would take and make the occasional jumper. He could. Rondo was never this much of an offensive liability. I remember when they had to hide him a little bit, but he was never this much of an offensive yeah. liability. And Rondo never went in a what shell. Did he make, like sixty percent. Rondo never went in a shell. What? What did he like? 50, 60 percent from the line. Rondo was terrible from the line. Rondo is terrible from the line. Look, he wasn't four or fourteen. Rondo, it's not about Shaq. Okay, I'm sorry. It, I was yeah, told true. there would be no math. Four or fourteen ain't fifty percent. No, I'm talking so about over he's his, the number one overall career. pick. And he's Ben Simmons, and he's Ben Simmons, and he's tall, and he's a gifted passer, and yeah, he's a good defender. By the way, where was and that he's a defensive great player defender. of the year runner-up on defense on Trey Young last night? Where was that? Oh, okay, great. Okay, what's it gotten him? What's oh, it getting him? him? So he just. I'm sorry, Mike. This ain't the playground. This, he's the problem. Hey, Mike. Mike, he is a he's a problem when he can, when he misses ten free throws in a game, with, in which they had a 26 point lead and blew it. Yeah, he's a problem. But let me tell you. Um, with this whole defense of, of Ben Simmons, oh, we're not going to all of a sudden pretend like he's not an all-league defender, and we're not also not going to pretend great. like this is a play, this is playground basketball that you played and I played, where you got that guy and you check him the entire game, and there are no switches, and you and, and you ain't just never saying, leave him. That, that ain't nobody exist. saying. Ain't nobody saying. He got to be Scottie Pippen reincarnated. Ain't nobody saying he got to pick somebody up full court. I'm saying, can you make a play? Probably better defensively. Do, can you Scottie. do something? You said he got to go. You said you he said he's probably go. better defensively than Scotty. So I mean, you know, I don't know who's more extreme at this point. Okay. Oh, it's the, the two of us. Oh, the delay. The delay. Oh, you finally. I thought I was able to just sneak no, no, that I just in. Said, no, I, no, I just say, no, I just had nothing to say. I just said, I just, what, what am I to say to that? How am I, what am I, what am I supposed to say to that? What, what exactly am I supposed to say to that? Like, I mean, anyway, okay, it, they made it work in the regular season. But I wouldn't, the but issue I, I think Mike, okay, look, specifically, the issue I, I think we're eating because Embiid is hurt. Let's, let's, Embiid let's is make hurt, it even. And Embiid is wearing down. Okay, in the second Let's half of a game or the fourth quarter of a game when you're losing 40 to 19, it would be nice if your point guard, your max point guard, okay, your defensive player of the year runner up did something to assert himself, did something to make his presence we, known and wasn't a liability. He's not the first person to be hacked, but he, right. I'm sorry, he, he's, Let's it's some, something's not there. You're talking about, oh, work on his shot. When? I thought, shouldn't we have already done that? He should have done it. Obviously, he didn't do it well enough. It should have been there. It obviously was not done. But look, can we can we barter? I want to come to the table. I'm in the mood. Uh, you have a willing sell. I am a willing seller. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm eager to make a deal here. I will bring to the table. I am willing to trade. Uh, ben Simmons is better than Scotty defensively. I'm willing to just give that up. If you then <laughs> will also give up. If you're willing to give up. Ben Simmons gotta go because that's a bit of an overreaction. You agree? He's gotta go. Is ben it? Simmons gotta go. Go where? Okay. For what? As Ricky Waters says. For who? Go be great. Somewhere. For what? Go be great somewhere else. Exactly. 
Exactly, because I'm not sure who's falling over themselves. I'm not sure who's falling over themselves to get a, a, a 6'10 point guard who's a great defensive player, but when, but when when crunch time comes, you can't count on him. He can drive to the I basket. I don't know. He can board. I don't know to pay a Mac, he can board. Pay a Mac contract that He's guy. a great rebound. He's, he rebounds well for the great. position, and he passes great. well. Great. All that's so good. he's got All good numbers. Got you, two blown leads he's in the a, second half. So I guess the point guard really well, is an extension of the head coach as well. I'm putting it I guess the I'm point guard in this case on, is literally an extension of the head coach. I'm putting it on the head coach more than I am Ben Simmons. And that's saying a lot for a guy who's missed that many free throws. I'm putting it on Doc because even if even with 10 misses in a game where you shoot four for 14 from the free throw line, you still there's no excuse. You got an 18 point lead going into the fourth quarter. You got to win. You got at home. You have to win that game. You got to win it. You got to find a way. I don't care what Doc Rivers has to do. And, 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 and by the way, just let me just uh, park on this curb. Keep the car running for a second and tell you one thing Doc <laughs> has to stop doing stop doing. And I don't know if it's Doc Sam Cassell, the assistants. They have this mass substitution thing. That is it, it's not working. That's a regular season tactic. Hey, we're gonna bring out the five and then we're gonna bring in another five or we're gonna bring out three and bring in another three. You can't do that. Rotation has yeah. to be even shorter. You have to be a little more mindful in your substitutions. You've got to be able to bring that home. Like there's one thing I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm just being real with you. If I can't be real with you, brother, not many other people I can be real with on the planet. One thing I respect. Oh man, God, this hurts to say this. One thing I respect about the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I got a drink. Give me something to drink. Give me something to drink. <laughs> I got a drink. They got anything? Got anything harder than this? I need some hard alcohol to get this thought down. One thing I respect about coming. the Brooklyn Go ahead, Nets. Go ahead, make your point. Yeah, in Game Five, they coached in game five like it was game seven of the NBA finals. Kevin Durant, it was 48 minutes. You ain't coming off this floor. Kevin, we can't afford it. We can't afford to have you off for even a minute. We can't afford it. James Harden, I know you're broken. You're limping. You can't move side to side. We need if you're gonna be out here. Oh, you gonna be out here. We need you for 46. Yeah. And in a game like last night. Hey, Doc, I'm sorry. You got to play your starters 45 minutes. Play 45 minutes. Well, you need to well, win this one game. Starter, one, you can't. One, one starter when he's on the court, the other team knows exactly what to do at the end of the half and at the end of the game. Real quick, uh, I complimented your fashion choice. By the way, the Rondo comparison, just one more thing about that. Just show me when Rondo ever just like went in the tank, okay? Eventually became playoff Rondo, but oh, show me when Rondo went in the tank and did not impact tons the game. Didn't, okay, all right. Didn't impact the game. Okay, but that's fine. Oh, oh, oh no, not, no. Not impacting the, the game. But okay. They're the same. Okay, they're the same. Rondo the same. and Simmons, right. is, is, but Simmons is I'm not, but Simmons is a better I'm not, defender. I'm not, I'm not gonna, that's, that's that's not the hill. That's not the hill I'm going down on. Better so, defender, better rebounder. That's what I want to say. I, I complimented your fashion choices earlier. I remember as a basketball player, another thing I respected about you is you knew your limitations. You knew what you were. You found ways to impact the game oh, yeah. as a rebounder, whether Shooting it was tra trash talking somebody else. You know, that's like you, you you did. Hey, but you still impacted the game whether you scored or not. I don't know regionally, you know, they got different lingo for pickup basketball. I don't know if y'all said this in Ohio, but when I was growing up and this phrase was used in reference to me a lot, so I use it 
speaking from a place of experience. We used to say caps with self-check. Okay? The worst thing you can be called in the basketball right. court is self-check. Y'all say the same thing? Y'all say that too? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yep. Yep. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about it. Self-check. Don't worry about it. And self-check gets in here. That's what Ben Simmons is right now. Ben Simmons self-check. That's hurtful. Okay? That's another word for that is a liability. So, hey, that's for Daryl Moore to decide. But if they lose this series, or even if they go on to the next series and lose to the Nets, this, 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 I'm sorry. You said. He ain't that dude. He is not that dude. You said you don't care if they win the NBA Finals. Ben Simmons he ain't that go. dude. He ain't Take that, that dude. Back. Take it back. Because if they win no, the NBA Finals, I will not. That dude might be. You said he might was, be you said, Pippen, you said he's a better defender than Scottie Pippen. I told you I was gonna get that back. We got to trade. You, talk, you probably talked to Doc trade. last night, didn't you? You probably talked to Doc last night, didn't you? <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You know, as I told them uh, when they walked in the locker room, if you don't believe, uh, you've got to believe now. And, uh, you know, just just stay with it. You know, just, just stay together. Uh, you know, these guys continue to fight. Uh, you know, they didn't drop their heads. Uh, you know, they we, we had to fight until we could find a rotation that was working. I thought our bench really came in and gave us a lift, uh, you know, the end of the third, uh, going into the fourth. Uh, we found a hot hand in Lou, and uh, he was able to get us back into the game. And defensively, we was able to uh, to get you know enough stops to get this game close. And, and I thought the pressure went back on them, and uh, we did a, you know a really good job of executing down the stretch. For a team that has no All Stars, no All Defensive players, all no All NBA players, um, this this team is fighting. Uh, we're in the second round of the playoffs. And um, I think we just had that chip on our shoulder all year, just being overlooked and um, just having that underdog mentality. And uh, we're, we're playing with that chip on our shoulder right now, and uh, guys are continuing to do that. We're going to need them to keep, keep it up. 
All right, it's time to let the microwave Dang. cook. Vinnie Goodwill's here. Uh, at the risk of doing the same thing and letting and, and overlooking the Hawks, uh, who came back from consecutive deficits of 18 plus points, 18 and 26 the last couple of games. Terrible. The, the talk terrible, radio terrible, topic, terrible. as we all know, the TV topic, the sexy topic, is the number one seeded Sixers. So, Vinny, sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, look like you're just fresh out the barbershop. You're looking, looking fresh and clean. Michael and I just spent the first 40 minutes of the show uh, discussing in calm and reserved tones uh, how we allocate blame for the Sixers' shortcomings. Uh, he's more Doc Rivers. I'm way more Ben Simmons. How do you, how do you divvy up blame pie uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers' current predicament? I will say if you look at it from a historical standpoint, this is part of Doc Rivers' movies. Like, you can say Mbutu and everything else that comes with the Celtics and everything, but blowing the 3-1 lead with the Clippers multiple times. Blowing leads with this particular team multiple times. But let's be honest, y'all. Ben Simmons is paid to be a superstar, and he doesn't shoot. Not that he can't shoot. He might not be able to shoot, but he won't shoot. And he goes to the foul line, and he becomes a mummy there. And you can't tell me that if you're asking Joel Embiid to be an MVP player, that you're expecting him on a torn meniscus to do it for 48 minutes. There's a reason why it looks like it, – it, this, this to me, guys, looks like watching my two-year-old nephew when he's fed and he's bathed and he's dry and he's crying. You know what? Ain't nothing wrong with you. Cry yourself out. That's what you do with Joel Embiid. You know what? You know what, Joel? You want to score? Keep going until you got nothing left. And by the fourth quarter, he has nothing left. And there is nobody there that can create his own shot. I mean, Seth Curry is basically writing his own check at this point. But Seth Curry yeah. should not be the second highest scorer on the team. You guys have to tell me. Not on this team. What Ben Simmons, what Ben, what is Ben Simmons' specialty if you're paying him? max dollars and he can't he's not defending Trey Young and you can't do anything with him in the half court and he's not taking pressure off of your MVP player what good is you what good are you on my team if you're not doing that and I don't think that has anything to do with the coach I, I, that's either a liability or in a ticker but you tell me this okay and that's all fair that's all fair but let me ask you guys this so really uh, well Vinny I'll ask you because I already asked Mike Mike's dug in because he wants Ben Simmons out of town. Even if they win the NBA Finals, he says Ben Simmons has to go. Uh, but go. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I want to ask you this. The biggest reason they lost a 26-point lead overall, 18-point lead going into the fourth quarter, was that Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers, or something else? That's what, I'm, that's what I want to know. Why'd they lose last night? Ben Simmons, look, you could see the seeds Come on, planting in that, in that third quarter even before the lead was dropped down. Like, like teams have, if you guys don't know this, teams have, and I'm sure you guys do because you're smart, teams have a great sense of the pace and the timing of a game. A 20-point lead now doesn't mean what it once meant 20 years ago, maybe even 10 or 5 years ago. You go down 20, all that does is make the team that went up 20 take their foot off the gas and uh, accelerate a little bit more pressure on the team that's behind. And you go from being down 20 to being down 12 in a span of two minutes. And, and the NBA players are so good, you can't take your foot off the gas in a 48-minute game and still try to accelerate later on. It doesn't work like that. You see it in so many different games in the playoffs. This isn't the first comeback that we've seen here. This isn't the second comeback in this series 
that we've seen. When you look up and it's a 20-point game at halftime, my number one thing is, oh, yeah, there's going to be a comeback. And nine times out of ten, you can put it on Doc Rivers. You can place it on his rotations and everything else, but he can only work with what he's given. And if your second-best player refuses to shoot, if your second-best player is an offensive liability where he's your point guard but can't initiate offense because he's afraid of getting fouled, what am I doing here? Doc Rivers, the coach, can't help. Maybe Doc Rivers, the point guard, can get on the floor and suit himself up at 60 years old because that's more useful than what Ben Simmons is doing right now. At some point, we got to stop coddling these dudes and say exactly what it is. You are getting paid max money. You talk a big mess about Rudy Gobert being defensive player of the year, but Rudy Gobert is at least useful as an offensive player. He can't play with his back to the basket and every, anything else, but you can put him on the floor and you can't leave him open. What can you do with Ben Simmons? Mike and Vinny. Mike and Vinny. Uh, Mike, you take this one, man. Look, we got to talk about Tobias Harris. I see Tobias Harris out there. I see Seth Curry out there. Uh, You know, Shake Milton. Like, any of these other guys. So, I I just have a hard time putting a a, a blown – I'm talking about a blown lead like that on one guy. I still think it's – I still no, think it's their mentality more than it is the broken one guy. Just like it's, it's not the coach, but it starts somewhere. And yeah, the, it, it sure it starts from the bench. And this is part of Doc Rivers' career pattern, sure. But all we're saying, all we're both saying is, when it, it's not like it's not like Ben Simmons is Draymond Green, who does initiate a lot of offense. Ben like he Draymond Green. Like, this is your point guard in the modern NBA who, again, even if he's not a good shooter, at least shoot, at least be a threat. Vinny, I don't know if, if it in the D, because in New Orleans, and, and Michael recognized it from Ohio, we call that self-check. We yes. call that self-check where I grew up. That's the, Yeah, he's self-check. Yes. You, can't have self-check. A, you can't have a max player, all-star point guard. That's self-check. Like, it's, wait, are you talking about Tobias Harris? This is Ben Simmons, who's supposed you know to be what? a superstar, and he's barely a star. Do you know what I would do if I was Trey Young? I would be talking so much cash to Ben Simmons right now. I walk up to him and be like, "I just shot from thirty feet. Can you shoot from three? <laughs> hey, they, hey Ben, they need to hide me on. I don't even think Trey Young. So they put voices they need that to, deep. Here's the thing. That's true. I like that though. That's true. <laughs> they need to. I, I walk up to Ben Simmons if I was, if I were Trey Young, I walk up to Ben Simmons and be like, you know, they gotta hide me on defense, so they put me on you. <laughs> well, how about both of us oh. play hide and go seek? Because neither one of us are on, going to be in use on this side of the ball. I would be talking Speaking of Trae so Young. much Detroit cast to him right now. It wouldn't be but, funny. But let's. But actually, I do want to talk Trey Young, man, because listen, like even in the off season with the moves they made in free agency, I talk talk about the Hawks in general. Like, I, I thought back before the draft, they had a chance to be a playoff team, an exciting team. And obviously, they got off to that tough start. We all know the, the turnaround once Nate McMillan took over for Lloyd Pierce. And, and the math is much easier when it comes to overall comeback versus choke. It's 50-50. We talked mm-hmm. a lot about the Sixers. I don't feel like we talked enough about the Hawks and how good this team really is. And they're doing a lot of things right, first and foremost, finishing these games which takes a level of maturity, execution, and skill that would belie their lack of, as Trey Young pointed out, all-star, all-NBA-type designated players. Vinny, what are you seeing? And what are people around the league, for that matter, 
uh, that you're constantly in conversation with seeing about this team that's growing up before our eyes went from what 20 wins last year to one win away one home win away from the conference finals. It's a number of things. One, if you look at the league, it almost feels like we're in a period of transition where we're going to a newer guard of players where you're getting the newer stars or even, you know, guys like Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, a few guys who've been in the league for a while. They're starting to take more of a center stage. Guys aren't afraid anymore. Guys aren't afraid of coming into the league, whether no matter what their college pedigree is and looking at teams and looking at players as anything more than dots on the board. What has Philadelphia done for you to be afraid of the Atlanta Hawks? They've accomplished just as much as you have. If I'm an Atlanta Hawk, I would say that. They're not the standard in the Eastern Conference. They're just a team with the best record. The problem is the Atlanta Hawks have had the best record in the East since Nate McMillan took over for Lloyd Pierce. And he has executed a level of calm and poise. And he has been quick with the adjustments. Now, we don't normally think, and I know how narratives go, especially for black coaches. We normally don't associate a coach like Nate McMillan with making on-the-fly adjustments. But he and Tyron Lue have run circles around their more heralded sort of uh, counterparts on the other side of the bench where, look, if nobody, if nothing's happening, Kevin Herter, you know what? You're going to have to sit down with me. Minus 23, he wasn't taking that chance. And Trey Young, as you can see, it's not the fear that he lacks. He's never lacked fear. He's always played with a certain level of confidence. But it's sort of getting him to realize, all right, this is when you can play in the fast lane, and this is when you have to slow it down a little bit. This is how you can play in the first quarter. This is how you can play in the fourth quarter. And sometimes if Lou has it going or Gallinari has it going, it's your job to not just facilitate it and get, make sure they have the ball, but make sure that you're a threat off the ball just so they can have enough freedom and space to work and you can't get in the way. I think there's a level of understanding with that Hawks team. That, like I said, Joel Embiid, if you want to run yourself ragged for the first three quarters, all we have to do is stay within striking distance because, A, we have more shot creators down the stretch than you. You have Tobias Harris and Seth Curry as your main shot creators down the stretch because Embiid is tired. We got four or five dudes, and we can rotate them. And I think that's an excellent coaching job from Nate McMillan, and I think it's a star turn of sorts from Trey Young, who I think has potential to be one of the greatest villains that we've had since what? Reggie Miller, I think Trey the Barge, sure. as, as our friend Bomani Jones calls him, he has, sure. potential, he has potential to be out here with the ultimate beige rage. And I say that with all the compliment in the world, Michael Smith. I appreciate right, here's, that. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Real quick, Vinny, seriously. Look, that whole, there's a counter to the hack-a-shack, hack-a-bin strategy, and it's this. Have him go to the basket. Just go to the basket. You go. You gotta to do that strategy. You're gonna have to use up some fouls. So if you're gonna put a, a cat out there just to use up fouls, now you put yourself at a disadvantage. And Philadelphia can take advantage of that. So this is not on. Oh, Ben Simmons just stands around and waits for them to foul him. If you're gonna if you're gonna foul him that much, you only have so many fouls to give, and that can come back and bite you. If I'm Philadelphia. I'm being really aggressive with Simmons early and forcing Atlanta to do something in game six. But you got, but That's you got to want game seven. You got to want that before game seven in Philly. We're going to have oh, two you're games gonna be a game in the seven. Eastern Conference semifinals. You shooting two your shot seven. now? You shooting your shot now? You saying it's going to be two games? Two game you, seven, you are, do you need to hit the yeah. uh, Chuck guarantee button? Do we, do we have one of those? Do you have the Charles Barkley guarantee? guarantee, guarantee. Okay. 
Look, and Mike, I, I don't know where you're going to be tomorrow. He's so I'll stubborn. be here. I'll be here tomorrow, so regardless. He's we go ball regardless. Vinny, 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 like, think about this week for him. This is why I wore this, why I wore this shirt for him. This is why I wore this shirt for him. I'm like, you know, he's always well put together. I'm the t-shirt guy. I should loan him this shirt. Between his Bucks and his Sixers, I mean, there's a pattern here. Michael Holly put his trust, his faith, and his reputation on the line behind Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer, Ben Simmons, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he, I, he something, something I mean, adding up here. I, get, when it comes I give to him points prognostication. for prognostication. I give Michael Holly points for conviction and consistency, even if you're wrong. I'll give you that. I'll completely <laughs> give you that. There you go. Yeah, sure, sure. And, That's a nice way yeah. of saying loud and wrong. A, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I can't hey, wait hey, till Vinny, tomorrow. Vinny, listen, I know you're super busy. You got a lot going on, but they got so much go- happening in the NBA. Can you do us a favor? Because we need to take another break. We're trying to act okay. like a, you know, a, a real organized operation around here. Uh, we're going to take another break, um, and we got some more business to handle. Can you go um, and, and grab something to eat, grab a snack, whatever, make a few phone calls? Can we hit you up in a little bit? Because we got to talk about Luca with you. We got to talk about Zion with you. I mean, there's just no shortage of drama around the association. We got to get into. I'm telling you, come back a little later. Bet I'm here. All right, cool. But that's that's not double. But that's not double your rate, though. It's still that's one. That's not two checks. That's one check. One check. (laughs) You determine that. No, you determine that. You determine that, Vinny. No, I'm just you, hey, you, you, that's you about my pay grade. Stat. That's about my pay grade. Don't let Michael Smith. Don't let Michael Smith. Michael Smith. You keep your own stat. Light, light skin logic. That's what that is. You, you had me I, going there. Light skin I'm logic, just, Michael hey, Smith. I don't. I don't. It ain't my money. I don't care. I'm just messing with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, your, your insight is invaluable. Is what it is. Your insight I, is invaluable. Cannot put a price tag. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Chris Sims, what's up, homie? How are you? Hey, what's up? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Great. Good no to see you, man. No are we okay with Holly? I mean, I don't know. Scotty Ben Simmons is a better defender than Scotty Pippins. I, I almost walked off the show right there. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. You, <laughs> you know, and me both. I, I, you I, and me both. are you guys? Are you guys? You guys are too young. I think I'm. I think I'm older than both of you. I think, but you know, I'm not so sure with the logic because you guys sound like those those old men who will never allow anybody to be better than the poster on your bedroom wall. Hey, wait a minute. Nobody can be better than that because you're going to ruin my childhood retro <laughs> retroactively. Yeah, like, come on. Come on. Hey, Nobody Sam, can be better hey, Chris, than Scotty this, Pippen. Hey, Chris, this is why Scotty Pippen out here got he got to write books to set the record straight for people like that. This is why Scotty yeah, Pippen. Right, this is why you right. have a bestseller. This is why yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, 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 right. One of the all-time guy. great defenders, yeah. and he's going to say some guy who just had like 
two playoff runs is better than him. Okay. You know, come okay. on. Well, you need to thing. respect you need to respect your elders more, I think. That's what's going on here. <laughs> I just can I just point out before we get get that smart football stuff from you, can I point out the last time you were on the show, you you uh you had a little walk off line, you're trying to be cute. You had some, hey, go nets tonight. And what happened that night? I think they lost. I think they took that loss that night. Same thing gonna happen. Here it is. Chris Sims is here. Yes. That's the most backwards thing I've ever heard. And he's here. <laughs> and they're gonna lose again. They're gonna lose again tonight. <laughs> As if a lot of it happens anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's happy. We we lost our two best players and they're still losing the series and he thinks it's a win for his team. He should be embarrassed. Come on. I mean, Bill it's Parcells. Ridiculous. Hey, ask, ask, ask Phil, ask Big Phil what Bill Parcells used to say. Hey, Sims, nobody gives a, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. They don't no, want the excuses. Nobody gives a flying. Yep, you're right. Nobody cares. Yep. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys want to talk about? What's up? What, what do you want to hit on the football gridiron? You know what I want to hit with you, though? I want to hit with you first. Yeah. Uh, I know you had um, – you had Cam Newton as your 20th best quarterback and, and Mac Jones, I think at 30. And, and this week, I, I'm wondering how much, how, much you weigh, how much weight you give to it because the reporters were saying one, one day, Mac Jones was great getting most of the reps. Then yesterday, Cam Newton uh, was great and Mac Jones didn't look so great. Does any of this stuff matter at this point uh, in, in OTAs? And is it predictive in any sense? No, I don't think it is. I mean, the only thing that I think is predictive to a degree is just the fact of like, hey, who gets first team reps is certainly going to be the guy that gets the edge to be the first team quarterback once training camp starts and all that. You know, you watch these clips here. Yeah, this was the rainy day, right? That everybody talked about Mac Jones had better control than Cam Newton. Hey, Cam, yeah, he tried to throw the ball like you see right there. He's still trying to throw missiles, even though it's a downpour. You do have to adjust the way you throw a little bit. You got to like grip it a little less, you know, a little less tight. You know, Mac Jones, you see he kind of less tight, doesn't try to be aggressive with his arm. He's got better control. But I don't put a ton of stock into this. You know, I, I believe New England at what they're saying here right now. First off, they don't give rookie quarterbacks much praise or any rookies praise at all for the most part. So the fact that you're hearing it, you know, out of there about Mac Jones, to me, that speaks more of like, oh, if they're praising him, that means he's doing awesome. And I do believe them in the fact that, and I know this a little bit from knowing people up there, that Cam Newton's in a much better place than he was last year. And I do think they give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with COVID and the tough circumstances he went through. So I totally expect Cam Newton to be the starter. I do. And yeah, he's my 20th ranked quarterback. You know, but again, like I think we talked about maybe a little last time, you can't evaluate him in the, the prism of Brady and Manning. You know, his skill set puts a tremendous amount of pressure on defenses and makes them play defenses that they don't want to play. We know it was that first year in that offense. It's a very tough offense to learn. We know they had no talent. And to me, when you talk about guys like Cam Newton, who are number 20 on this list also, like, you know, we're doing them an injustice by not talking about what they do in the run game. He was second on the team in rushing. He had 10 touchdowns rushing the ball as well. He made other guys running the ball and their offense better running the ball because of the threat of his ability to run the football. And when you add his stats to his passing stats or his rushing stats to his passing stats, 
which I think is fair with some of these quarterbacks, it doesn't look as bad as everybody tries to make it out to be. So, yeah, I've seen Cam do it. I'm not going to give up on him yet. And now they got talent, and he's going to understand the system. And I would be shocked if we don't see a significantly better year from Cam. And I'm shocked that you have Tom Brady at number 10. What's up with that? Well, oh, join the club. I know. You You win the Super Bowl. You should just be number I, one I'm every year. I'm just asking. I know. I'm just asking, I mean, man. Come on, 10. No, 10. listen, I get it. Well, listen, oh, he's 43, okay? He makes zero plays off schedule. Zero. He made zero the year before in New England. I mean, he's really good. He's got a great right arm still. We know he knows how to play, and he's clutch. But he has to play within a certain formula. You know, yeah, he's number 10. They were 11-5. and five. All five losses were because of Tom Brady. And I know a lot of people out there are going to go, well, we can always point at the quarterback for losses. No, we can't. Maybe the quarterback didn't play their best, but we can walk through the five losses, and I go, oh, look, it's Brady's fault. Bad interceptions, pick sixes, ducking and falling away when there's no pressure and just throwing it up in the air. An epic meltdown in the NFC Championship game where we're all questioning if he still has it if Matt LaFleur goes for it and they score a touchdown and somehow win the game. I mean, three interceptions in the fourth quarter for no reason. So he's really good. Yes, I get that. But he needs to be protected. He's not good under pressure. And he's got to have some sort of support system. The guys I got in front of him, Michael Holly, you know, yeah, they might not have quite, you know, the general, the general, you know, aspect, the leadership. Yeah, quite the savvy. But they make a ton more plays off schedule and certainly can do everything he does you know, at a high level too, other than maybe that experience factor. So I gave him a notch up for experience <clears throat> and leadership. Ryan Tannehill and Justin Herbert are better players physically than Tom Brady is right now. But because Brady is Brady and he gives your team belief and he's in your locker room, I actually moved him up a few spots because of that and gave credit to that. But I'm not going to put him in front of some of these other guys who could run any offense and make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what a whole lot. I actually want to come back to Herbert momentarily. Um, okay. I do want to go back to uh, Cam Newton for a second. And I'm sure. sorry, maybe maybe this is something that you brought up in a previous visit with us, Chris. So sorry if I'm literally, you know, taking all good, all good. I can't it, remember but, who the hell I talk to you know, all the it, time it, either. I'm not sure if I said it to you or not. <laughs> no, but, I, but you know, as, as polished and as pro-ready as we believe Mac Jones to be. And speaking of putting pressure on defenses the way Cam Newton's running ability does, could you see a scenario in which the Patriots actually do, because the old saying is if you got two starting quarterbacks, you got none, could they go into it with co-quarterbacks? And as much as Bill Belichick loves to game plan, could they have two options at quarterbacks mm -hmm. as their starting quarterback situation? Could they have yeah. a 1A, 1B? Week to week. You're, you're right. I mean, listen, if anybody could pull it off, it's that group up there. That's the first thing I would say. But my history of working there and playing for Josh McDaniels as the head coach of Denver, you know, would tell me that they would not do that. You know, they're very big into framing the team around the quarterback. Hey, this is our quarterback. This is our guy. He's our leader. We're going to formulate the offense around him. You know, and I think that's why – once they realized, you know, early in the offseason, 
They weren't going to be able to trade and get or maybe some of these free agent quarterbacks that they might have been looking at once they weren't going to get it. That's why they acted fast on Cam Newton because I just know that group up there. They're going, wait, it's late February, early March. I want to start formulating our plan right now around our quarterback, whoever that is. So I fully expect them to ride the Cam Newton train this year. It's the most complicated offense in football. There's a million rules, a million different formations. And I do think it'll be hard on Mac Jones as he goes deeper and deeper into this playbook. And the other thing I'll take into it, you know, Belichick is aware of the locker room. And to me, when you do the old, you know, platoon a quarterback thing, that's where you can divide the locker room. Where, you know, guys take sides. We should be playing this guy. We mm. should have used this guy in this situation. And that's where, like, I don't yeah. see Belichick doing that. That's kind of where I get to that. Get to that. I'm here. You got so me? So unorthodox, Sorry. but – yeah, we got you. Okay. Unorthodox, okay, but good. only to a certain extent. No, that's okay. You ne- you've, you've never looked better. No problem. You never look better. Um, <laughs> You're funny. So <laughs> let, me, uh, let me go, nice. let me go nice. to a couple of quarterbacks real quick. Let me cool. go to a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, speaking of, like, making a lot out of uh, out of minicamp, <clears throat> um, Tua Tungamaloa, five interceptions yeah. the other day. Yeah, uh, and, and Brian Flores talked about, hey, this is the time to make mistakes. This is a teaching period. It's the time to make, you know, to be aggressive. I don't want him to change anything. But but it's Tua, and the jury is still out on him. And I know you weren't as high as some others were uh, when he was coming out, not to mention the guy picked after him, which I'll get to momentarily, but the guy picked after him looks like a superstar. So if you're, like, kind of take us in that locker room, you know, because there was some stories that came out about people not really believing in Tua. We knew how, right. we know how Flores handled him last year with Fitzpatrick. The Deshaun right. Watson thing is still hanging out there. If you're in that locker room talking about division, how are you looking at Tua Tungabaloa, even in minicamp? Even though you know he's got a ways to go, but five picks in minicamp, it's like, eh. Yeah, I, I think they're probably looking at it in the corner of their eye a little bit of like, what are we going to get from this guy this year? You know, first off, you brought up the point right about you know, last year things were said. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of hype coming out of that locker room and training camp about Tua. Maybe they're like there was other quarterbacks or top end players where you heard guys gushing all the time about those guys. Man, what a throw. Whoa, this guy's doing this. You didn't hear that, you know, and let alone. Yeah, it was a less than stellar year. And when games got tough or tight, they took him out of the football game and put Brian Fitzpatrick in. That's got to be concerning. And then he makes comments. You know, which I give him credit for being honest about, hey, I didn't know the playbook the way I should and all those type of things. But also, I would also say because he's Tua and he's got great charisma and a smile, he got away with something I think that a lot of other young quarterbacks would have been like lambasted about. Like, what? You don't know the offense? You didn't study hard enough? You know, that. so there's definitely going to be guys that are questioning how good he is until he kind of yeah. proves himself on the football field. And I was going to say this during the Cam Newton thing, Michael Smith. That's why I'm glad you brought this up because yeah, yeah you don't look too deep into mini camps and things like that, but five interceptions from your starting quarterback, Slot. whether the coach told them to be aggressive or not, I don't care what you say there. The team is going to come off the practice field and be like, damn, our quarterback threw five picks today. And that's rare for the starter yeah. to, fall into that kind of uh, wormhole like that and not and not just a quarterback not just a young starting quarterback who's still you know adjusting and coming off the hip in college and that sort of thing but a guy that's seen as the one x factor the one question mark on otherwise what looks like a playoff team meanwhile uh, 100%. the sixth yeah. pick of that draft Justin Herbert our now colleague Drew Brees 
says he's got and this is <laughs> no news to you. He's got he's as physically gifted as anybody he's ever seen. Um, you have him as your number 11 quarterback uh, and that, that, that jumped out to me. Uh, the Chargers listen, they, they don't have the Super Bowls to show for it, but that's that's pretty good to go from Philip Rivers to Justin Herbert. Like now he goes into it as the guy last year. For some reason Anthony Lynn was going to start to Rod Taylor. Maybe he just didn't know exactly what he had. Now he goes into it with the guy with a real offseason. I mean, how good can this guy be? And I mean, quickly, he's already really good. But is it can this be like a, a Dan Marino 84 type year to jump where Justin Herbert when you're doing your rankings this time next year, Justin Herbert may be in the top five. Yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the talent to be that type of guy. There's no doubt about it. Incredible size. And I'll say this already. I think he's already one of the five best throwers of the football in the NFL right now. He, he I mean, what, in any type of throw you want, it really is. You know, he can yeah. throw with power, with touch, people around him. He's a good athlete. His size is a real skill, like we show in some of these clips right here. He can have people around him. Yeah, and yeah. like other big quarterbacks, Big Ben, maybe Brady in his prime, here's another Look one. He can throw over the offensive line and defensive line and still throw at 40, 50, 60, 70 yards. It's a special arm. You know, he's a it's special right, athlete. Size is a skill. They got some talent around them. They improved the offensive line this year. Now, he is learning a new scheme. To me, that was the big question in the offseason because I was like, oh, you know, the Chargers offense wasn't bad last year. He was pretty good in it. Maybe they keep the offensive staff together, but they went the Joe Lombardi route, which I'm, I got no problem with, but he is going to have to relearn some stuff and, and learn, you know, the Sean Payton offense. So there could be something to that, but – I expect this continue to go up this way. You know, I, I, again, this is one where people evaluated him coming out because they evaluated the Oregon Ducks and they went in too deep into, oh, he's never been out of Oregon and what will happen and all that type of stuff. But, man, the talent is real. He has a higher ceiling than Joe Burrow, and I think the world of Joe Burrow. uh, But, yeah, this kid could be a superstar. Total package, and he's a biology guy, so he's educating his teammates or trying to on a vaccine. What doesn't the kid yeah. do? So absolutely, seriously, they got a good one in, in in LA. You're a good one, Chris Sims. We appreciate you firing rockets as always, brother. And we will talk to you. Uh, well, actually, we're not going to be here next week, so enjoy vacation for yep. us. We'll talk to you week after good. next. Talk to you the week after I'm next. Call you though. Hey, Holly, eat it. Go Nets. Let's go, baby. Eat hey. it. Let's go. <laughs> I will call you. I'm gonna call you seriously. Please do. Don't block. Don't block my number now. Don't block me. I won't. I won't block you, especially if the Nets are winning. I'm gonna answer that thing quick. (laughs) I'm gonna troll you during the game. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal. And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, the other day, Mark Cuban called. 
the athletics report on the dysfunction in the Dallas Mavericks front office, total BS. Well, now he's got a total S show on his hands right now when it comes to his franchise that is in complete disarray. A day after Donnie Nelson was fired as general manager, Rick Carlisle, who of course led the Mavericks to their only championship in 2011, informed Mark Cuban today that he won't be returning as coach next season. That's according to Woj. Uh, Carlisle had two years left on his contract, and he of course spent 13 seasons as Mavericks head coach. And Carlisle said in a statement, after a number of in-person conversations with Mark Cuban over the last week, Today I informed him that I will not be returning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. This was solely my decision. My family and I have had an amazing 13-year experience working with great people in a great city. It has been an honor to work alongside Mark, Clint, uh, Sent, excuse me, as in Cynthia, uh, Donnie, Finn, Keith, Dirk, Jay Kidd, and every other player and assistant coach I've had here. Dallas will always be home, but I am excited about the next chapter of my coaching career. Wow. This was solely my okay. decision. But I am excited about the next chapter of my coaching career. Not my life, not my next chapter, period, but of my coaching career. So while you have a a so-called shadow GM, who I'm not even going to bother saying his name because I don't want to mispronounce it, quite honestly, Vinny Goodwill. I'm I'm sure you're more uh, familiar with the analytics former gambler guy that people around the league think is, is, is is Cuban's closest confidant that had a hand in Donnie Nelson being fired um, in Dallas. Now, and now while Luka Doncic is, is, Doncic is expected to sign that Supermax, which every young guy does, no Donnie Nelson who drafted him, no Rick Carlisle, who's one of the best coaches in basketball, is Mark Cuban about to, me- about to mess this up? How many, you, got, you got franchises begging to have a star like Luka Doncic, and... Oh my, what's happening in Dallas, Vinny? There's a lot to unpack, isn't there? Like from Bob Volgaris, that is the uh, executive, the gambler's name uh, that has been taboo over the past couple of days. I think it's two different cases with Donnie Nelson with Rick Carlisle. I wonder, A, the best time to get a job is when you got a job. And I've been hearing for the past couple <laughs> of days Rick, Rick Carlisle's name yeah. in a bunch of different places and not just as a coach also in a bunch of different positions. Now, he said in that statement, he's excited for the next chapter in his coaching career, so maybe that could be a little bit of a hint that he wants to keep coaching, but I've also heard rumors about him wanting to be into basketball operations in his early 60s. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, Rick Carlisle is a little bit of a different type of guy. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest relationships with players through the years. You've had to have someone like Jamal Mosley be the Luka Doncic whisperer so to speak. Hopefully he gets at least a look Mm -hmm. there. But the Boston Celtics have an opening. Do they not? They have a coaching opening, right? And one thing we know about the Celtics, they do. They love love hiring one of their own. And I don't mean just one of their own in terms of, you know, the obvious. I mean, Rick Carlisle is a former Boston Celtic. He's got roots there. Yeah. He's got roots there. And there's a coaching opening there. There could be a coaching opening, or maybe there should be a coaching opening in Milwaukee. If I was the Bucks and I knew Rick Carlisle was going to be on the open market, I'd have made sure Mike Budenholzer hadn't gotten on the plane after game five. He'd have got fired on the spot. <laughs> hey, Rick, but, come get us out of this right quick. <laughs> e- immediately. I, I, 
This is a this is an interesting development. I do want to point out though, Michael Smith. It's funny how things just hmm. fall into place. You said, and I quote, I wrote it down. Rick Carlisle quote, <laughs> one of the best coaches in basketball. Yeah, you know the last time. Now remember I talked earlier about those charts. Mm-hmm. We ain't got charts for everybody. I, I know where he's going. Like we got. I, I, know, I, know, I know where Holly's like, going. They have. I know where Holly's going. Yeah. 2011. Yep. That the last series they won was the Heat series in the finals. I'm aware of that. Yes. What makes him one of the best coaches in basketball if you ain't, can't get out of the first round in a decade? A lot. He's still ha- his, one no, of the best coaches years. in basketball. Michael, I said Doc Rivers one of the best coaches. Vinny, you know what Michael's doing again in an effort to avoid holding my Doc Rivers accountable. You keep bringing in white boys. I, I, held I get that there's a double standard. <laughs> I know there's a double standard. I, I live with a freaking double standard. I got it. I held Doc it. Rivers one of the best I held coaches him too. accountable. I held him accountable. Dude, man. But I'm you saying said, we don't have this chart. <laughs> I'm just saying the chart is not there. The chart is and I, I do it too. As the chart fact, is simple. I'm not, I'm, no, I'm the not, chart's simple. Michael, the chart's, I'm the chart's simple. You. And I just rattled it off to you. He hasn't won a series since 2011. Since 2011, you think he I'm has calling not won you a out. series. You can still be a what? A, okay, Vinny, you tell but, me, Vinny. You're the insider. Is he one of the best coaches in basketball? But, but hold on. But Mike, but Mike, you think I'm calling you out? I'm not calling you out. What I'm saying is I'm pointing out. No, I'm calling very you out. Easy to do. <laughs> okay, call me out. Okay, I'll call myself out too. Because I once, I once wrote, you know, something just like very, uh, very nice about Rick Carlisle and his coaching acumen and all this stuff. But there are a lot of coaches like this, like Carlisle, who win a championship and kind of coast off that championship for a long time, and nobody really puts the screws to them and puts the magnifying glass on their whole record, they still have this standing, even though the standing is not supported by stats. All I'm saying about Rick Carlisle's, maybe he's one of the best coaches, but if you don't win a series, a first round series in 10 years, that's really hard to be to have that title. What's up I with think, that, Vinny? I, I, here's that, the Vinny? thing. I think sometimes, especially in Carlisle's case, you got to remember, nobody has wanted to take Mark Cuban's money over this past decade. He has tried to get free agent after free agent, and the only guy he has come up with has been Kristaps Porzingis. That should let you know about the rosters that they have put together. Now, if you want to hold Carlisle accountable for maybe losing this past series, okay. But I haven't looked at a Dallas Mavericks roster past 2011 and said this team should be one, one of the top four teams in the Western Conference. Exactly. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. Wait, Vinny, and I, have, you know, I haven't seen an underachieving You know what I like team. to say, Vinny? Exactly. That's the word. You know what I like to say? It's less about... Tell me what tell me that a coach didn't win is tell me when he should have tell me the series that you say you know what if not for coaching they would have and I'm not here to pile on doc again, but in in the doc rivers chart doesn't just say didn't win it says led series and kept losing. That's different. Yeah, I would rather. You know what I would rather do? You just told me earlier. I tell you, now you got me going because you just told me earlier you were adamant that the Sixers are the better team. They're the better team. They are. It's so obvious they're the better team. Well, if the better team loses, then who's that on? Right. It's on Doc Rivers. It is on Doc. But I'm just telling you, Mike. I would much rather lose a three-two series lead in the finals than to be out. 4-1, 4-0, 4-3 Four one, four zip, four three in the first round. But you, so, but you can't name, yeah, you, you it, can't name, Mike Holly. You can't name a Dallas Maverick worth a damn after 2011 
before they drafted Luka Doncic. Name me a Dallas Maverick that you actually remember being worth a damn when he was there. You mean Dirk. like Darren Williams? Not After Dirk. 2011, Dirk was on the back end. If you look at Dirk's career, that's why 2011 was so very important to him. The slide started then, and Cuban tore the team down after 2011 because he didn't feel like Dirk was going to be great enough to build a championship team around him. So if the owner and de facto GM doesn't feel that way, what do you expect a coach to do? Now, 13 years at one place in today's NBA is an awful long time. If you're going to tell me that Rick Carlisle's time is up in Dallas, I got no problem with that because now Steve Kerr is the, the third longest coach, uh, tenure coach in the NBA, and I'm sure we can all remember when he was hired. That's just how the coaching carousel goes. And I'll say this to your point about Doc Rivers and playoff series. There's things that happen throughout the playoff series that we can see happening now. We can see that the Atlanta Hawks realize that the Philadelphia 76ers are the better team, but the Atlanta Hawks feel like they're going to win the series. That doesn't necessarily have as much to do with coaching as it does the players. And sometimes the coach can only do so much. Rick Carlisle can only do so much. That's why you're going to see <clears throat> certain teams who will have openings, have openings and have Rick Carlisle be one of their, if not their first call. Got six, got six openings and he'll be at the top of a lot of lists. But I mean, but listen, we, Rick Carlisle versus Doc Rivers, Rick Carlisle Jr. is one thing. This is really about Luka Doncic and about yes. his perceived unhappiness. And this is before Donnie Nelson was fired and before Rick Carlisle moved on. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's going to sign a Supermax because every sign, everybody signs it for a Supermax contract. But long term, does Mark Cuban, despite what he wants to call total BS, does he really have, and Doncic spoke on it today from Slovenia, I think he, was, he said it, it's tough to see. Um, it's tough to see the guy I drafted that brought me in lead, but I'm not making the, the decisions there. Does Is there an issue here? Is, or is this overblown the way Cuban wants to talk about it? If he's going to sign a Supermax, then what's the big deal? Or do they really have a long-term concern with the happiness of Luka Doncic? If you don't have a top basketball executive and you don't have a head coach, if you don't have a superstar problem, you have an organizational problem. And that is bigger than whatever is going on with Luka Doncic right now and his perceived unhappiness. Luka Doncic is someone who's come from Slovenia. He's played professionally for a number of years. I'm sure the one thing that he does not like is a certain amount of chaos or indecision. And if you have the people you've been working under, even if you don't like Rick Carlisle, but you've been comfortable with him, okay, Rick Carlisle steps down. You may be all right with that. But Donnie Nelson getting fired yesterday and him not knowing about it until Twitter found out about it, that just shows a disregard for the future. This is a player's league. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You may not like it. You may hate it. But you cannot make those type of moves without the tacit blessing of a player that you're going to invest a quarter of a billion dollars into over the next decade, if not more. It looks like a hot-ass mess in Dallas right now. Can I, Am I allowed to say that? Yo, both the – yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, you um, you, you're, you're one yeah. of us now. You, you've always been one of us. So look, um, <clears throat> as y'all both know, not everybody can handle their blessings. And there's nothing more infuriating and aggravating than somebody who just messes up a blessing, right? And you're looking at Dallas doing it with Luka Doncic. Even though that trade doesn't look as lopsided as it once did, shout out to Atlanta and Trey Young. Nonetheless, they got a generational player that they got chaos around. It's like you got teams like begging 
pleading, praying to get a, somebody like a Luka Doncic falling in their laps, which takes me to New Orleans, which hurts. It hurts me to talk about this. My, my hometown team, man. What are they man. doing in New Orleans? What is David Griffin doing in New Orleans and Stan Van Gundy for a year where the athletic is talking about and I, I need to read this. Okay, I need to because this is like it, just reading it is jarring. Okay, parting ways of Stan Van Gundy just after one season is not the biggest problem facing the Pelicans. Unable to put together the right elements to make Zion and his family happy, according to multiple sources. Um, the Athletic says that certain family members want Williamson on another team. For months, sources from all NBA corners have pointed to the Pelicans as a heap of dysfunction, growing unease between Van Gunny and his players, Van Gunny in the front office. Uh, most of the attention from numerous sources across the league is centered on Williamson's family members' thinly veiled unhappiness with the Pelicans and whether those feelings uh, seeped into the players' own views. Brandon Ingram's unhappy, as you probably, and I'm probably not telling you anything you don't already know, Vinny. I'm just really for our audience. Brandon Ingram's unhappy. Trading J.J. Reddick midseason when he asked not to be traded during the season, he, he lit the organization on fire. J.J. Reddick and Zion Williamson were close. Are they going to mess up Zion Williamson after two years? Like, are you kidding me? Like, they just dealt with Anthony Davis. They got this boatload of picks. It was sitting pretty with Ingram, Williamson, and even Lonzo Ball, who I know is getting to be a restricted free agent. And Zion and his family wants out. What the hell is going on in my city, Vinny? I think here's what we have to realize. When you're drafting a player, you're not just drafting him. You're drafting his agent. You're drafting his family. So you have, I won't say you need to Shout coddle to, to them. Yeah, you, you can't, not to say that you, you have that? to coddle. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> not, not, not to say, not to say, and I remember Cam Cameron being not a very good Indiana head coach <laughs> at the University of Indiana yeah, uh, back in the day. But, um, but I, I think, guys, you look at it, especially with Zion Williamson being 19 when he was drafted. And sort of coming on the scene late, your parents are going to be very involved. Your parents are going to be the people that you trust. And not to say that, oh, his parents are the leak or anything else. But this is a lot of times the people part of this business is so much more than the transactions that you make is so much more than the X's and O's. You can look at the events that have happened over the last two days as evidence that this is more of a people business than ever from the firings to the way that we have perceived Kawhi Leonard's injury before we found out that or potentially it could be something. This is more of a people business. This is more than just 12 to 15 players and a head coach and a training staff in the front office. It is a lot more of a wider net, and people have to understand that. You have to ingratiate yourself, unfortunately, sometimes with ownership. You have to make sure there's a straight line between the coaching staff, the front office, and ownership. And also, you have to make sure that the star player, that the franchise, is going to be approving of these things. Now, what happens is, unfortunately, you don't want to give the players the belief that they are, quote-unquote, running things, especially if they're young and every rookie signs their rookie extension because nobody turns down that type of money and there's such a big gulf between, you know, if you take a qualifying offer and you want to go out in the free agency and restricted free agency, it's set up so that you're going to stay with the team that's drafted you for seven years. You wonder sometimes if teams take that for granted. And you wonder also sometimes mm, okay. if, fam- if family members knowing the system of how this goes and says, oh, we can just go to New York now. It doesn't always happen like that. And sometimes the 24-hour media, the Twitter and everything else, 
some people get a little too big for their britches and they don't know how to handle the business. And sometimes the business does not know how to handle people. So, okay, speaking from my, 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 my people in New Orleans right now who, who are like, oh my God, not again. You know, we just had that's all folks and Anthony Davis. Here's mm-hmm. now, now Zion Williamson and his family. I think the Anthony Davis stuff started with his father, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so now you got Zion Williamson and his family, one out, of, one out of the Big Easy. Why can't it ever be easy in the Big Easy, right? So are you telling me that this is like, hey, this is just part of the growing pains and this is part of the process? And you mentioned New York. It's like, oh, I love playing in New York. I'm so happy you asked me that question. It's like they were already antennas and, and reportedly people around the league are, are obviously paying attention to this. Is this something that Pelicans fans need to be concerned about whether regardless of the organization and, and its missteps, does Zion and his family, do they just have eyes for somewhere else to begin with? And mm-hmm. is he just not long for New Orleans or is it just, hey, you know what? Everybody like you just like you laid out. Everybody's learning how to operate on this level, um, you know, in the NBA. I think it's a combination of a bunch of things. I think this will be Zion Williamson's third coach in three years, right? From Alvin Gentry to Stan Van Gundy to whomever they will hire. No matter what they're feeling right now, like feelings are going to be very raw, I believe, across the board from the front office to the coaching staff to even the players. But once again, no player takes anything less than that rookie maximum extension. And if you got a chance to hire a good to great coach, you can change the narrative on what you feel like your organization is to this star. You have not clearly maybe placed the best impression on him, although he likes playing with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. That much is clear. He stated that. So it's not like you've put together a roster full of players that he doesn't rock with. You just have to streamline the roster. I don't know what that roster looks like other than being like almost like a way station for a few guys. Like you can't tell me with, you know, with guys yeah. like Eric Bledsoe there – and him playing a lot, and clearly he doesn't look like he fits into that future where Lonzo Ball is going to be entering free agency. And all I've heard has been about more teams wanting Lonzo Ball than Lonzo Ball wanting to stay in New Orleans. So you can be unhappy right now, and the seeds can be planted, but it doesn't mean that you don't have a chance to make this right. He's not in the position Anthony Davis was in a couple of years ago where he was coming up on free agency and he could make the trade demand. Right, he had the right. equity in the league to do that and, you know, acquiring Rich Paul as an agent and everything else. Zion Williamson is not in that position. And Zion Williamson is unfailingly polite. That's why if you're looking at family members, I don't think it's necessarily them speaking for him, but you're looking at a player that's still growing into his own voice. I don't think he would issue or make something like a trade demand, which would be completely unprecedented for someone like him. We haven't seen at this stage. a guy yeah. at, at, this, at this stage. Like the, the last player I can remember actually doing that was Chris Webber. And that was before we came with the yeah. rookie wage scale in the modern NBA. That was 1994, uh, if I remember correctly. And he going from Golden State to Washington. That's right. I don't think anything like that is going to necessarily happen here. But I do think organizations have to be on notice. From the moment that you draft the player, the clock starts ticking. Seven years to prove yourself. The clock is ticking. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, Vinny and Mike, what a dirty business coaching is. And, and by extension, it's not just coaching. It's a lot of people, thirsty people, when they hear a job is about to uh, come open, how they start to kind of the vultures start to circle. Uh, Milwaukee, if they lose tonight, which they won't, but if they lose tonight, uh, anticipating that there may be an opening there, there are going to be some coaches already. Here's some rumors that Carlisle wants that job. Dan Tony wants that job. But that being said, because that's not going to happen, 
you tell me, Vinny, the most attractive coaching opening right now, include Dallas if you want to, and, and, and factor in all the things, ownership, the city, what's the most attractive opening in your opinion? Honestly, I would say it would have to be, not to cop out, this would, it would have to be between Dallas and Boston. Boston just because they have, you have two stars there. Like you have issues with that team and that roster, but I believe some of those things can be fixed if that, if that coach is committed, if Brad Stevens gets up to speed, right? Like you have a novice executive with coaching experience there. I don't know if Dallas is necessarily the place that you want to work, but Luka Doncic is the best player amongst all of the available teams, even Portland, because we don't know how long Damian Lillard's clock will be ticking there. Indiana is kind of up in the air because of their, they're having some organizational issues, I believe. Orlando sort of entering into a rebuild. So if you're not going to pick the best market, you're going to pick the spot with the best team already there or the team with the best player. And that looks like Boston and that looks like Dallas. But once again, there's the jobs are vacant for a reason. The jobs are vacant not because they're they're attractive, but because their coaches decided I don't want to do this anymore. All right. Well, we're gonna let you go, man. I know you got to get on the phone. Probably gonna write something. Um, and hell, we're talking to you again tomorrow, so it ain't like we, gonna, we ain't gonna see you soon. Um, we might have to add a plural to this, brothers from another or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but look, I just want to you know peg this or you know, uh, bookmark this or book in it, I should say, with a couple of notes. One from Mark Stein, uh, Cuban tell Stein from the New York Times that he expects to hire a new head of basketball ops before hiring a new head coach. And then Tim McMahon says that there have been simmering tension between Luca and Rick Carlisle. I think you referenced that earlier, Vinny. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a concern within the Mavs organization. The expectation was that he'd return next season, but he'd have been on the hot seat. So that clock was ticking. The clock's ticking for all of us. It's like a ticket for us right now. We got to uh, we got to go to break, but we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for uh, sticking around and dropping some knowledge. And we'll talk to you tomorrow when you and I could both just Good listen stuff, to Michael Vinny. try to explain why the Bucks lost on that home court in Game Six. So I'm sure he'll come up with some. If, if they reason, lose, you know why it had nothing to do with the Nets. If they lose, no excuses. If they lose, I won't make a single excuse except I'll figure out a way to defend Doc Rivers if the Bucks lose this game. I'm gonna bring Doc Rivers in somehow. Right. You know what? You know I'm what I'll do? You. If if the Bucks lose, I'll come on like Tupac and Poetic Justice. Cousin, what's up? That's how I will <laughs> pop onto the screen tomorrow. If Listen. the Nets win, if KD pulls out, if the best player in basketball pulls out and pulls another game out of Chiefs. Sorry to ruin your weekend, Vinny. You got to pay attention to a game seven on Saturday night. Sorry. Don't, don't wish. Don't wish that on me. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. been in in Indiana where um you know I, I had to lead a franchise um you know and so um the beauty here is I get to do that uh with one of the best um in the world in Kawhi um and you know now Kawhi's down you know it, it was just that mindset being back in Indy um 
you know, having to, you know, set the tone um, and, and come out and uh, lead a ball, a ball club. Um, that's really the mindset that I came out with. So um, it was nothing that I had to prove. It was nothing that, you know, I, I had to uh, be surprised about myself. Um, you know, I just dug into a place where that I've been already in my career. And um, again, it just came down to trust. Everybody just, you know, allowed me to lead and, um, you know, they, they, they kept pushing me and um, they just kept me into a, a great, you know, uh, mental space. I, all I got, man, is I, I'm so happy for dude, honestly, because while the criticism yep. was warranted, yep. the, the playoff P, which again, was his nickname? That is his, you know, self-proclaimed the playoff P, the pandemic P, whatever you want to call it, turned into, turned into a pejorative. It got out of control. It got out of control. Because people act like the dude was trash. Like he wasn't a great player in Indiana. Yeah. Like he isn't an elite two-way guy. Like he wasn't a franchise right. player. Like he didn't come back from a catastrophic injury. They act like his like his heart pump Kool-Aid or something because he hit the side of a backboard. Yeah, he struggled. Admitted struggle with his mental health. I think I said earlier when they were chatting overrated when he was at the free throw line. I'm like, I'm telling you, this dude got something coming. I didn't expect 37, 16, and 5 without Kawhi Leonard. But he gave it to him last night. And like, once you do that, there's no going backward from that. Like, I don't think any moment moving right. forward is going to appear too big for him because he can always rest on, hey, I came through when I told Tyloo I was going to come through. When I told him, I got us. And so just props to this man for enduring and coming out with a, with a, with a, a, a historic performance. I think he's got three straight 30-point games, 12 straight 20-point games, something like that. He's been incredible, and now the Clippers can close out the Jazz at home without Kawhi Leonard. Who saw that coming? If they were going to do it, it wasn't going to be without Kawhi. They might do it without Kawhi, um, especially with the Jazz not having Mike Conley. And the last thing I want to just remind you of, yeah, it was definitely a mistake for them to trade for Paul George and certainly a mistake for them to re-sign him. Just want to throw that out one more time. Definitely a mistake. Absolutely. Uh, no way they should have well, done we'll that. See. No way they should have done got traded for Paul George and then signed Kawhi Leonard because they got Paul George and then giving Paul George a max extension. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, definitely. You know what? Right? You're one of those guys. You're one of those, since you wear glasses. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. By the way, whatever it is. Uh, yes. One of those guys. I don't even know what you're about to say. Yes. The answer is yes. No, I no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. You are you are the guy. One of those guys, when you, since you wear glasses, you go and, and they give you the eye test. You see the individual lines, but you don't understand the, the entire picture. So you're just focused on a, a, a fraction of the story, but you missed the whole, my larger point of championship. Now, when they do close out the Jazz, I don't believe that's for the NBA Finals because I don't think they play NBA no, Finals within a conference. I think you have to play the Eastern Conference representative and Pretty then you sure have to win four works. more games. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Anyway, right. uh, but Paul George, right. I'm with you though. I'm with you on this, Mike. Uh, I am happy for him. And one thing he could have said there. It's not only have I led a franchise before. It's not my first rodeo. Listen, I've been a great player for a long time. I've had tight cornrows for a long time. I've, I've been up against <laughs> some of the best players in the world. LeBron, I've gone toe-to-toe with LeBron. Come on now. Don't act like uh, that I don't know how to handle myself when the best player on the other side, with all respect, who's a great player, is Donovan Mitchell. In other words, I've played against better than Donovan Mitchell, as great as he is, and I've had success. Like th- those Indiana teams are really pushing uh, the Heatles uh, back in the day. So mm-hmm. that's one. For Two, sure. I think 
Kevin Durant, I really mean this. I think Kevin Durant's performance not only inspired <clears throat> the basketball public um, and not really, really got, not only got people talking, it got the NBA talking. Like, you can't watch one of your colleagues, one of your peers. You can't watch him go out there and ball out like that in a critical situation. And if you were uh, any, a, a player with some ability and a little bit of a conscience, you say, okay, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm going to do that. I think it's, it's, nothing happens in a vacuum. Kevin Durant inspired Paul George in a sense. Hey, I, I, he was without his guy. Look what he did. I'm a great player too. I'm not Kevin Durant. I'm a great player. I'm without my guy. I'm going to step up and show him. And the same thing, I'm telling you, you got something historic. If Giannis is who we think he is, you got something big coming tonight from, from, from Giannis. Will he win the game? I'm not going to predict a win, although I think they're going to win. Um, but I know that Giannis is going to give you, oh, it's going to be like one of those 40 and 20 nights for Giannis. It's going to be great because NBA players are that great and that competitive. And that performance is so memorable from Kevin Durant. Anybody got a little bit of pride is going to respond to that. Hmm. They went by five. interesting theory. I think it's more wishful think. I think it's more wishful thinking on your part. Uh, no, but no. I'm not wishing it. My takeaway from it was I didn't, like, I didn't with all of these guys. I I didn't tie it to victory. I didn't tie it to victory. I said it's going to okay. be a great performance from a great right. player. But I do think they're going to win. Okay. Uh, as an aside, next paragraph. Okay, well, you need you you you, you need that great performance from that great player in order to win. So nonetheless, what? I don't need it. It brought you because I, I know you're like, scared. Because time waits for no man, and pretty soon you're gonna have to figure out how am I gonna, what am I gonna say tomorrow? What nonsense am I gonna make up tomorrow for the? the What about? I ain't gonna make up anything. And even if you go down at even if you win at home, you still gotta come to Brooklyn for Game Seven. But all I'll say to your larger point about the inspiration thing is, I think, okay, that's an interesting theory in and of itself. I think the real takeaway is that these narratives that we attach to players. We act like they're permanent and we act and it's like once we make up our mind about what somebody is or isn't. We forget what they did and decide what they're incapable of. So the common denominator I see between the only common denominator between Kevin Durant and Paul George is that with Kevin Durant like oh wait you forgot what this dude is capable of doing just because he played with other stars. You forgot he's not the star of stars and with Paul George. It's like oh you really thought this guy was just you know, a, a punchline. You thought you thought playoff piece stands for punchline. Like, no, the dude can ball. Right. The dude can get downhill. He's six nine, and physical, and 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 and, and is fearless in his own right. And now that Ty Lue's got him being more of an initiator and a facilitator, why? Like, why should we be surprised? Was really my takeaway. Will Giannis right. follow up? Will Giannis keep this trend going? I love to see it. To be honest with you, Michael, I would love to see it. I just want to say as we close as I as we close just for the just to reiterate. I'm not rooting against Giannis. I'm not rooting for Mike Budenholzer to be the fall guy. I'm not rooting for Giannis no. to, to struggle from the no. line and to take pull up threes. I love to see him have a historic game. That'd be a treat. I'd love to see a game seven. I'm rooting against you. That's, well, that's I'm rooting bad. against you. I'm rooting, I, I, I'm rooting for because Giannis you know against you. Mike. Prayer changes things, man. So I, I think 
you've got something in your heart that you know, you know, you need to get on your knees and just pray no, out there's all still that, time that, for you to that hatred. You got a lot of hatred in you. You, you, I know you ain't talking about hatred. You ain't talking about hatred. You got hatred. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Gotta go. You All don't right. host to the bye hands bye. ball. You host See the hands ball. Bye. Hey, your hands ball is you. See ya. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.